Welcome to Nerdy Geeky Freaky, the podcast for all you nerds, geeks, and freaks. This is episode 19, the podcast that asks, do you bleed? I'm William Jerk. I'm Mike. And I'm Danica. Welcome to our 19th episode. We have a lot to talk about, lots of good reviews and stuff, and a great-ish movie to talk about. A semi-good-ish movie that we're going to spoil to all hell, so pre-warning, spoiler alert. Okay, let's, let's start off how we always start off with the nerdy news headlines. What's number five? Uh, the new images of the Power Rangers have come out for the Power Rangers yes. movie. Ooh, that is a, that's that's something right there. I uh, I like like most of our fans probably uh, Power Rangers. I grew up with yeah nineties right nineties yeah early nineties. Yes. Uh, Green Ranger was the was my homie. Yeah, love Green Ranger and the White Ranger of course, and I. As a what, girl, I like the, the yellow ranger. ranger. It died around. You like the yellow ranger? I like the yellow ranger. I like the blue, was, but yeah. white is right when it went down. Really? For, yeah. for me, that's when it, when it reached its pinnacle. And it just and then I really like Zeo. And then I. Yeah, he the, was really cute, though, the too. Continuation. Also, like, as a girl's point of view, I yeah. thought he was pretty cute, the white the, ranger. The continuation oh. series, uh, Power Ranger Zeo. And then they kept doing them over and over and over and over. And then they ran them into hell. But anyway, it went. I think I stopped watching like after space. I think because that's when I yeah in Jeez, space you went on for a long haul, didn't you? I was three when I first started watching it. Okay, so I, I watched, watched it for, it a, good, for a long yeah. time too. You got you got I got a lot of good seasons out of it. Um, anyway, I really like the new images of Rita and the the new Power Rangers. I think it's a good updated look for the time we're in. You know, they need to be armored. More, yeah, they, they need to look more. It makes armored. more sense. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the description for them, them is uh, a group of uh, teenagers with attitude uh, come yeah, together, 90s. and they and an alien, um, an alien, oh, I forgot what it's called, an alien organism uh, crystallizes over their body, and it, that's what gives them their their suits. Is, it, is that the old one? Or it's a new. No, one? it's a new one. But okay, I might say they just it's morphin time and that was it. <laughs> yeah, well in later seasons I, this is how nerdy I've I've gotten over it. They're gonna start they're gonna do the it. old song too. No, because so like, I would, it's I would like Giver, huh? Yeah. I re no I well yeah, actually it is kinda like Giver. Uh I researched it and um they actually explained the morphing mechanism in in later series. Like some it was alien technology that just, you know, gave them their, their suits and everything like that. Yeah. Others it was some weird man made technology that man that they managed to Give them their suits, but in the later continuity uh, series, they explain it as a morphing grid, where it's like an, a third dimension where every Power Ranger's powers lies, and the morphers access allow them to access that certain energy source, basically. Like, so hmm. stupid, but that's so, just mm-hmm. like what the they I like the alien one. Which one's the alien one? No, that's the one. That, like the this first. one. Oh, okay. Where it's just like alien oh, technology. Alien theory. Alien technology. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Did you guys ever watch the, um, it was a teaser? I think it's probably what blasted this movie going. Power slash Rangers? Yeah. The teaser that showed the... It was, the, it, it was like a, it was a fan-made movie. Yeah, it was fan-made. It was mm-hmm. very adult. And it just showed the, you didn't see that? I didn't see that, no. It's a 10 minute, oh, it's a 10 minute it's short 10 film. Minute it's short film? so awesome. And it's like, there's some diehards out there that say, "Oh, that's not Power Rangers. That's not Power Rangers." I mm. I think it's contemporary Power Rangers. Yeah. And it totally like harkens to the harkens back to the original Power Rangers, like the with the characters and everything like that. And 
It was just, it was awesome. It's I like thought it was awesome. Dark Knight isn't Batman because Adam West Batman is like totally. Different. I know. That's. It was I, dark. It started them like uh, one of the Power Rangers running through like these hills. Yeah. And they see the Zord and it's getting its butt kicked and it like explodes, and then it goes on to this whole scene about like, God, I'm. What was that? Like came out like nine months ago now, I think. It's it. very Halo-esque. And then it goes into like this interrogation scene where the Red Ranger, uh, the second Red Ranger, Rocky, mm-hmm. uh, you remember after the three left because they wanted more money? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, He's interrogating the Pink Ranger, Kimberly, yeah. and trying to figure out where the last surviving Ranger who's good is, uh, I think it's Tommy. Tommy. And... Um, Basically, he's like, and it's it's brutal. Like he starts beating her, and like it's 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 like it's real. Yeah, it, it looked Dawson cool. Dawson turned made a turn. Let's just put it that way. I hope this new one is going to be more like it's not going to be dark. It's not going to be. It's going to be. They've said it already. They're going the vein of young adult movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that sort of like stick or what? No, no. They're going to do kind of like uh, Hunger Games and. Um, and Divergent esque, which scares me to all hell. Yeah, because those movies are catching on so well right now. Hunger Games yeah. is better. It's yeah. one of the better franchises with young adult, but um, Divergence is horror. It's just crap. Mm. And I watched those movies. I tortured myself. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Twilight trying to be Hunger Games, basically. That's what I feel. I like Divergent those is. Maze Runner. You watched it. I have those. I haven't watched the new, or did the newer one come out? Uh, the Maze Runner is the Scorch Straws? You'll never survive it. in the Scorch. I watched the, um, just rented it on Redbox, and I watched it, and I really liked that, too. The one with Littlefinger? Did it have Littlefinger? He's in there? Yeah, I didn't know the second one. I didn't know anyone watched the first one. I'm surprised I they came the out with the second one. one. Enough people I watched, watched the first it. one. I, I actually surprisingly liked it. They actually, they're stalling, the, they're stalling the third one right now because yeah. the uh, main actor got hurt on set. Oh. And it's serious, like, they're serious injuries that they're indefinitely postponing the production. That's oh, no. uh, just a little side note. Okay. So this uh, movie comes out next, uh, 2017, right? Yes, There's 2017. Uh, I think there is a date. I think it's, like, a summer release or something like that. Huh. Oh, yeah, most likely. Mm-hmm. So, um, number four, uh, very upsetting. Zelda got pushed back yet again no. to March 2017. Q, Will, and Danica no. Zelda hate rant. I already no. punched a locker. Yeah, you already called it, Will. It's Saying next system for the next Nintendo system. Yeah, well... They're poo-pooing on the Wii U. Yeah, well, they want to have it now. They're thinking it's going to be the last game for the Wii U, which they stopped... Mm. There, there's no more games for the Wii U, sadly. They, they called it a failure, which it was fine. It's just they have no third-party support. Yeah. None. I think they just literally just came out with... Um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah, which is good. I bought it like twenty bucks, but that's the only third-party game besides those terrible ones you see on the bottom of the bins and stuff. Other than Mario Maker, which everyone loved, but no real third-party support. So they're doing this to keep the Wii U alive, like how they did with Twilight Princess. Remember they yeah. had the two versions? Yes. They're doing that, so it's going to be a launch title with the new NX. I don't know if they can keep that with the name. Yeah. So, we're getting a new console next year. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Especially if... Um, Since I didn't buy the Wii U, I might buy this new Nintendo. Oh, good. It was... For Zelda. Yeah. For Zelda. For, it, I bought this stinking thing for I Zelda. Know. I I bought this for it Zelda. It was supposed to come with Wii U. It were, you know... They were... I, exactly. Yeah. I bought the Wii U for the new Zelda and Dragon Quest X. 
None of them came out. They had that yeah. console for three years and still nothing. I got a couple good games, but nothing I bought it for. Lies. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I hear this is like a lot of underlying problems with like the Japanese game developers lately is like with uh, Nintendo and uh, who is it? Uh, they just they just fired the developer. Uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was the developer for uh, for Metal Ge one of the Metal Gear games. I think they f or I can't remember. Bandai? No, know. not Bandai. Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. But I hear there's a lot of drama going on over there right now mm. with their with the video game. Uh, well, yeah, because they like Sony's American, right? Sony's American. And Xbox is definitely American. Microsoft, yeah. So yeah, no one's like. Japanese consoles, it's like Nintendo and Sega was, yeah, Sega was Japanese. Yeah, Sega's Japanese. No one, Sega's done, and Nintendo's barely filtering. It's got all these angry fans. So yeah, it's, I bet they're having problems over there. It's, I think it's the realization that they haven't adapted to the times. I mean, yeah, they got the, yeah. they, they did the Wii and the Wii U, and they try to be kind of unique in that own right, but they still are... Like a decade behind in most of the newer technology with gaming, yeah, yeah. with console gaming, like they they haven't embraced it because they they still want to be their own little slice of the they, of the gaming console. They are advertising to younger. I feel like constant. They're still trying to push to a younger generation, like children and not adult gamers, and they're not getting with it. There's a lot of adult gamers out there, and they're not. Yeah. They're not keeping up well, with it. It's it's okay in a way. Like I don't need Mario to look real. Yeah, he looks good how he is. I can play it however. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not out there. Though. I'm a 30, and I'm not. I don't want to play Call of Duty on Nintendo. No one, no one's. You're not asking for a Mario Call of Duty. No, I just want all behind the third over party the shoulders. Because now it's because they don't have any like indie games on Nintendo Wii U, Xbox, and PlayStation got that cornered. So if I want to play something like interesting and out of the box. You can play Super Meat Boy and all that fun stuff on Xbox. So do you think this, the new Nintendo console is going to like kind of bridge the gap between the old generation and the new generation finally? And they're going to embrace more of the newer console it. stuff? That's what they need to do if they want to keep Nintendo afloat. Well, the Wii, the 3DS... Because it's saving them money right now. Honestly, if you, if you, ask, if you ask me, the non-Nintendo guy here who really only played Super Mario Brothers on the freaking Game Boy. Uh, like you never played Mario Kart. Okay, I played Mario Kart a few times. Yeah, uh, never mastered it, but I played it. Uh, do you think uh, Zelda would benefit from a, a next-gen re revamp? Like, do it all like in the vein of like Skyrim or or yes. like Dark Souls or something like that, where it's it's beyond just side scroller or even three dimensional, like whatever it is, but like. Do it in that vein. Do you think it would benefit from that? Or yeah, you... I think it would. Yes, totally. Well, like like how? Like Skyrim. Like, like Skyrim. Re if it was reboot Zelda as a more of a Skyrim type game, where you, darker, you... more. Well, they had that. It was um... Twilight Princess. Exactly. Was Twilight Princess was way dark and adult, and it had like a lot. I of want adult them things. to keep doing it like Twilight Princess, not Skyward Sword. They did everything fans asked in that yeah. game, and we all bought it and. It was amazing. It sold really good, too. Yes. I, I think they benefited from uh, Twilight Princess, so I think 
who knows, maybe they, they postponed it because it wasn't dark enough and they wanted to go for that, and maybe they are postponing it because they want to make it a darker game. Yeah, because like I don't even know what the story is about, and it, I guess it's gender neutral, too. You can either... That was a rumor that you can be uh, a boy or a girl. Link can He's be got a, a sister. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, but, but I don't know if it ever comes out. That's just that's just what I mean. Do you think they're, they'll do it like over the shoulder, third person, or even first person, where it's more like a oh, no, Skyrim no, no, style no, no, game? No, I don't think that. I don't think first person. Because mm. then you're not Link. You're just the guy who doesn't talk. Okay. You gotta see the cool sword movements. Gotta have the hat, so. man. Oh, Witcher then. Like Witcher, yeah. Yeah, you're... you're or if it was like Witcher, that'd be pretty... You're, pretty you're cool. your own character. Yeah. You're still a main character, but you're just following him in his quest, and you can do yeah, side missions like, and all that yeah. stuff. You're more, like, in the story when you have, like, that character in front of you, and he's in cutscenes and stuff. Okay. All right, so that's your guys' thought. What's number three, Will? Number three is Ghostbusters is now the most hated trailer on YouTube. Ha! And, um... Feminism, now I'm just playing. That's not... It's not... I don't think it's because it's what Melissa McCarthy's comments are. And what were those comments, Will? She talked about on a talk show recently that the trailer is put together so poorly that it has... It's... I don't know if they're... It's doing a way where it's not really telling us what the movie's about and just slapped together really bad. But it is not uh, a, a continuation. third... Not a continuation. It is a reboot, sadly. And no one wants to call it out like that because no one likes reboots anymore. Yeah, I think I think there's two issues at hand with this, uh, with why Ghostbusters is getting so much hate. One, yeah, because you're, like you said, people are tired of reboots already. I mean, yeah. we we just got the third rebooted Spider-Man in Captain America: Civil War, which was awesome, by the way. But that's like Robocop and Robocop. That was terrible. The track record for reboots isn't exactly the best. If all the reboots that have happened were good, then nobody would be complaining. But yeah, the track record for reboots is pretty bad. Yeah, there's like opening weekend, two, maybe nothing. two or three, like maybe two or three that you can name on hand that were good reboots of the original. I can't name them because yeah, I, I don't watch that many. I don't watch that many reboots. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think. There is actually a couple. I, oh, The Departed is a. Is a reboot or a remake of uh, a Korean uh, crime thriller. Not a lot of people knew that, so I guess you can kind of put that on the sideline. But anyway. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And then the other thing is people are still mad that it's all women Ghostbusters, which is stupid. I'm not mad about that. I'm just thinking. I'm not mad about that either. I've been showing people online, like, look at their stuff. The blonde girl looks Mm -hmm. like the Egon one. Yeah. Hilarious! I yeah. can see her in like uh, tra- train wrecked. She had a small scene there. Not train wrecked. It was in Sisters. Yeah, Hilarious. I think it was Sisters. She on SNL. Yeah. She oh, she's great on SNL. I they have a good cast, but there's and here's why I think that they're marketing it totally wrong. Yeah, they did cut the trailer to make it seem like it was a continuation with the whole thirty years ago a group of scientists saved New York City. Yeah, yeah. now and a new like, group. Winston was a scientist, and then there's another trailer. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's slightly different. It shows more of uh, Thor. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And it talks about uh, three, f- four friends. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell, like, there's so much hate. But, yeah, you mm-hmm. can't save that trailer. See, it's still yeah. a lowest content. Um, just the Walmart. trailer hasn't been done right. It's not done yeah, right And now. it's because they tried the, – the writer and the director have come out and said – and the cast has come out and said, this is not a continuation of the original Ghostbusters story. This is a reboot. And 
the marketing department or the studio is scared about that because of our, the pre-hate they got before they even started filming because they announced I it was going to be... I want it to be a continuation oh. because that would just make more sense. It would, it would work as a continuation, yeah. but I can see why they're rebooting it with an all-female cast because then if they don't, then the cast is going to be unfairly compared to the original. Exactly. Uh, this is what I'm worried about. The whole, like, tr- on training hate that's going on with the internet. I do not want this to be the next Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I want this to be hilarious. I want five more. I want spinoffs. I want their whole universe they build up with new games and t-shirts. I, I just, the whole, like, oh, man, hate has built up so much and so fast that it is the worst hated trailer of all time on YouTube already. And supposedly this is inspiring a another, a totally not nerdy movie, but another all-female reboot of uh, the Ocean's Eleven movies. You know, the ones with George Clooney and Brad Pitt? Yeah. Matt all, Damon? All-female? All-female. Okay. But this one, yeah. they, they kind of learned from this Ghostbusters mistake, and they said it's actually not going to be a reboot. It's going to be within the same universe as the Ocean's franchise, and the... Main girl in charge supposedly is Sandra Bullock, and she's going to be an associate of uh, Danny Ocean, and she just has has her own crew. Thank you. Just put fifteen extra minutes in the writing it, and yeah. then we'll like we'll, we'll be happy. I mean, they could they they could have totally written it in there that these are paranormal investigators inspired by the Ghostbusters, but because paranormal activity has decreased over the past like. 30, 30 years, years ago. Yeah. Who remembers anything 30 years ago? Like, they thought, you know, the problem was gone. It could have been, like, the same thing with Force Awakens, where, you know, the it's been 30 years since Luke exactly. disappeared. The Jedi and the and the Sith are a myth. Han yeah. Solo is, like, was around that time. It's like, Hocus for religion and mm-hmm. ancient myth and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it just, if, it, if it's so far removed from, like, the the people's thoughts, they, they'll, they'll tend to forget it. Exactly. And yeah. then they, they find the, the research of... Of uh, Egon and uh, Bakeman, and, and they're they, all in this movie. Everyone is alive. They is cameo. The Everyone Every, is except for this. Harold Ramis. Except for Harold, Harold Ramis. Oh, wait, they're, okay, so they're gonna. Well, then they're calling it a, a reboot if they're in there. Well, no one wants to call it a reboot. It's cameo. They're, they're, it's like fan service cameos, basically. And the way I see it, it is. If they had just written it in that they found the research, they found the proton packs, and that uh, Egon-type girl Don't just trained too. retrofits like they them. Brought it yeah. in there. She just retrofits them to be more modern. Then that would have worked better. Because yeah. that would have made sense for the story. And but not uh, a full-on reboot. Walmart yeah. humor and racist humor. That's all I see that black uh, woman in. Oh, what's her name? I don't even know her name. Uh, black chick? Yeah, every... I know her name. It's just terrible jokes. I just don't know. The power of know. Patty compels you. No, it's like the power power of pain. No, the power of Patty, because her name's Patty. Ah, uh, the power of Patty well, compels you, Jones. you. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. She, I understand you got to have a token black girl because Winston was in there, but he made sense. He was looking for a job. He was <laughs> I love, in the science. I love his scene. He's like, as long as you got a steady paycheck, I'll believe anything you want me to. That I love his scene. She's yeah. like, you need someone who knows New York. I'm like, lady. They all live in New York. There's no. They real know reason. it. They know it. There's no reason why you're there. True, unless bad unless, writing. Yeah. You can have her there as long as she's funny and it makes sense. They're friends. She just jumps in and 
Yeah, true. Okay, yeah. Uh, before we start getting people hating on us for, we're no. just women bashing. No, 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 no. I wanted this movie to be great. I, I like all these actresses. They're funny. They're funny. Yeah. They're funny in Bridesmaids. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're all Chris hilarious. Wig? I love Chris I don't Wig. get this writing, though. I hope it's better. I want it to Ghostbusters, be. who knows? So. I, I put Ghostbusters originally as my number 10 favorite movie of all time. I love Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a, cla- is a classic. Yes. What do you guys think of the rebooted song, All Dubstep I didn't no. notice it. I was... anyway. They could have just done the old What is number two, Will? What is the old one? The old one. I would have been so happy with the old Ghostbusters song. Exactly. That trailer was Lil Wayne. Lil yeah. Wayne went, I'm friend, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so anyway, uh, number two is the Doctor Strange trailer came out. That's going to be out for November 4th. What? Uh, Okay. So, uh, um, Doctor Strange uh, trailer has premiered. Yes. And it is amazing. That trailer looks really cool. Like all the graphics in there look pretty freaking awesome. It's, is it gonna be three D? It's gotta be three D. It's gonna be three D. It's gonna be three D. Everything Despite Marvel puts out is three D now. It just looks really cool. But it's uh, people are jokingly calling. It, fans are jokingly calling it. Uh, the inception of that's Marvel. That's what I called it. It looks it that's does, not yeah. bad. It has that look. It's not bad. I, I mean, no, I love Inception. Inception is one of my favorite movies. That's what everyone says whenever it says it looks like Inception and Iron Man. It's like those aren't bad movies. Exactly. Like that's not a knock on it. That's saying that's that's a good combo to have. The and, trailer is catching me mm-hmm. though. It's like definitely drawing me in. I want to see more. I, I was a little disappointed. I mean, I know traditionally in the comics, Doctor Strange is uh, is American. But I was still kind of hoping that they would let Benedict Cumberbatch keep his English accent for Doctor Strange because that would have been so much cooler, a, a British uh, sorcerer. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's English. He's got and... to be a British sorcerer. He must be. He must be a British for the sorcerer. Mother, for the mother country. For the, for the motherland. Well, those British, can they do an American Strange. accent? Perfect. I, I can't even tell. I didn't know what's his name. He played Batman with British for a long time. His, his American accent's all gravelly, though, so I wonder if that's just in the scene or if that's how it's going to sound because he's kind of talking like he's got rocks in his in his. The they back all of his try throat. to talk a lot deeper. Do you notice that? They, when like they, when, when they I do an American, American accent, yeah. they're like, oh, I have to talk deeper. I have to talk like I have <laughs> a bunch of rocks in my throat because that, that's how that's so English people talk. That's how Americans talk. Yeah. Westerns. Ah. The cast looks good. Rachel Adams, uh, of course, Better Nick Cumberbatch. What yeah. do you think about Tillis One being the, uh, the ancient one? Ancient one, which apparently has gotten a lot of backlash because she's white, and the ancient one is traditionally Asian. I like her. Yeah, she, she has she's that. a really good actress. I like her in the movies that she's been in. I think it's so funny that they're they're focusing on the white actress playing the Asian character. But they're not focusing on the black actor playing the traditionally white character in Baron uh, Carl mm-hmm. Mordo. Carl Mordo? Yeah. Because uh, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is playing Mordo, who has always been a Transylvanian Baron, right? In I've the never seen that actor before, so it's always good to see fresh faces. You've never seen Chiwetel Ejiofor? No, that, I mean, well, that actor. What's his name? Which one? The black guy? Chiwetel for He was, uh, you've never seen him? That's his name. Have you ever seen Chiwetel for I love Chiwetel Ejiofor. I've never he's, seen him before. He's like one of my favorite actors out there. Eyes have you ever seen, uh, Serenity, the Firefly movie? No. Have you seen Serenity? Uh, Serenity's the only nerd thing I haven't watched. Really? Oh, you guys gotta, no, it's on I... Netflix. Go home and watch it tonight. I tried. You tried? Yeah. 
He's the best part of that movie. He's, oh, he I plays such an awesome watched. villain. I like her, though. Uh, Ty- Tilda Swinton? Yeah, she has that. Uh, everyone knows that she has that. Androgynous look? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like David yeah. Bowie. She, yeah. That, like. Uh, she was Gabriel in Constantine. That's the only thing I know her from. And that was a I perfect angel. She's a great actress, too. I will like, smite in her the movies, in She's really good. Oh, no. And then, bam. I really like the characters she can portray in her movies that she's done. Yeah, she's she's been actress. Queen Elizabeth before, right? In the movie? No, that's Kate Blanchett. Oh, no, Kate Blanchett? Yeah. I thought she had one. Uh, they, no, there's she's. There's been a few movies. She's. Cashing? I don't think she's played. I don't think she's played a queen. She's usually. She played. She does a she, lot of smaller movies. She played movies. the queen in Narnia. Oh, yeah, that's. Narnia, she's the evil yeah, queen. She she's a, You're right. I have never seen Narnia, so. She's that's a why. train wreck? Yeah, I've she seen plays. Her as a queen, though. She plays the girl's boss. You can barely recognize her. Oh my her god! Yeah, I, she looked like a woman in that one. Yeah, when she—that's—that's that's why people like her because she's a chameleon. She can like literally go from being wow. a, like a tr- like, like a, what's his name who played um in everything, the Fifth Element and um, uh, Batman. He played Commissioner Gordon. Oh, J- uh, Gary Oldman. That's a chame- yeah. that, that's a chameleon right there. Yeah. Except, you know, he's getting a lot of flack lately because he's he's choosing a lot of bad movies and he's like mailing it in. It's like that's the one thing you can always say about Gary Oldman is he never mailed it in, but the, money now his last five mo- like his last three movies since uh, Dark Knight Rises like he's been phoning it in and he's just been like he, they, yeah, that's what every critic like, like not even Gary Oldman can save this movie yeah that's kind of that's kind of sad what about a reboot of Fifth Element oh I would actually I would I actually would like that as a yes. series I like that as a Netflix as a series, series would be pretty cool too like yes. expand on the story like yeah go deeper into what that planet thing is that's trying to destroy the universe oh mogo that was mogo is that what it is no mogo? it was on uh, there's always planets that destroy things something comes to mind i forgot actually have the the villain of the story and the hero of the story conflict oh and fifth you element? Ever, yeah have you realized fifth element they never actually meet uh corbin dallas and uh what's his name Forget his name. What's the actor's name? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. They never meet. They never meet. They never have a confrontation. I like that. I actually do like it too, but it would be nice. To, it would have been nice to see them like collide. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Doctor looks, Strange. Doctor Strange looks it's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. November this year. Marvel knows how to do it. Marvel does know how to do it, especially after watching Civil War. They know how to do okay, it. Michael, you seen Civil War? Yes. Do you think Doctor Strange is going to be better? No. Okay. That's Only really- because. Civil War is a whole is a totally different movie. I think Doctor Strange has the potential to be the best like true standalone movie with like a standalone character. But because Civil War has so many characters and it's done so well with the character, I'm I'm calling it myself the better Avengers sequel. Everyone's saying that. Yeah. That's that's uh, great. And and that's because of how many characters are in there, but it's still a Captain America story, but I think as of now, it won't be better as a movie, only because that that's a that's a huge feat. That's like that's like trying to like in going back in two thousand eight and saying, "Is the next comic book movie going to be better than The Dark Knight?" That's, yeah. There's, yeah. There was no way of saying at the time because it just it's that's it's a whole new level right now that Civil War has put up. So before I start going into spoilers, what's number one, Will? Number one is the new uh, Suicide Squad trailer. Number three has came out, and, and it looks great yes. it does look great it makes me so happy that it looks so good with showing us so little because that was the biggest complaint that um 
It was like people had with Batman v Superman was the second was that second official trailer. Remember a while ago, a year ago, there was just leaks coming out all over. Everyone was worried we'd seen the whole movie already. Mm-hmm. Of Suicide Squad? Yeah, remember all those leaks everywhere? We saw Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the the, mm-hmm. the 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 set photos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember. Just people on set taking pictures of their phone and walking on because they were all in like, Toronto. No, mm-hmm. don't do that, please. Yeah, no, no, no good security on that set, right? Yeah, there. yeah. but. It looks awesome. I know the it third does. one, like the trailer, even looks sounds and looks better than the one they did with Queen, mm-hmm. which that was amazing. That, was, that yeah. got me pumped. Yeah. But the, with Ballroom, um, Ballroom Blitz. Oh God, I'm actually feeling a lot better with Jared Leto as a Joker because I still think the tattoos look stupid, but he is a great actor. That I'm still not gonna uh, say that he, I think he's gonna be better than Heath Ledger's Joker, uh, but I think he's gonna be his own Joker. And he's going to be good at it. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. good at it for sure. But I was really worried how to like, oh, we got to make him look like this because kids like this. He's what crazy. You, oh, kids like. What this. do you think of that laugh when at the beginning of the trailer is like? Oh, they tilt the Warner Brothers symbol, and his voice just starts cracking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I love his laugh. <laughs> he looks like he's having fun. He looks he, like he's generally liked hurting people. Have you heard about what he did on what he did to the cast on set? I heard he kicked a dog. He kicked his down here, but I was going to say, <laughs> don't make me hate Jared Leto no. now. No, he would send them... Death notes? Yeah, he would send them death notes as the Joker. <laughs> he would send them, like, fake dead rats. Seriously, I'm He's joking. getting into the character. No, he would literally, he would literally send them, like, a lot of weird stuff. Academy Award winner. Academy like Award winner Jared Leto. I like that. But he He's did it all in character. character. Yeah, he was, get, he was his way of getting did into the character. Did he put on the makeup while he did, like... The notes? How do you do in character with saying I may notes? like this Joker then, you know? He I was, like He that. wrote it out. He wrote the note himself in character as the Joker. And giving people she clip out dead rats. pieces of magazines. Yes. Different letters. He would send them dead rats. To who? To the cast members. To Batman and stuff? Ben Affleck's got a dead rat in his mail. And he's Will like, Smith, Margot Robbie. They all got like d- dead rats, yeah. Okay. Well, he, played, he played a lot of pranks on them. and Okay, I understand. Because Ben Affleck's really good with pranks. He's, he's like... um. Jared Leto was, not Ben Affleck. No, Ben Affleck, he has a really good sense of humor. After the movie, he's got a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was doing all this crazy stuff while he was while he was still in character as the Joker. Because yeah. he's method. Jared Leto's a method actor, so he kind of like, he embodies the character while he's playing them. But well, that's he, good, uh, though. But did he dress up as a Joker and kick Ollie Flip over Batman in the middle of the street like Heath Ledger did? That was a meme. That wasn't real. That was real. That was a meme. That wasn't real. No, it was real. He liked skateboarding. I didn't remember. Well, he used to. He's dead. So I don't um, remember that being real. I thought that was a meme. Nope. I gotta look this up now. So I don't cast? believe you. I don't know. So I, you guys still like the cast? I saw. I love the I, cast. I do. I like the cast. I, like I don't the... like the tattoos. I'm with you there. I don't like the yeah. tattoos, but I may like his character because I'm already liking what you're telling me. Yeah. Backup stuff. At first, get into character. At first, I thought Harley Quinn wasn't gonna have like the Jersey st- Jersey style accent. Like you know the Mr. J from the from the uh-huh. the animated series, but I'm hearing it more now. Like I've been known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. The movie's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, she's gonna be the she's gonna be the one. That's what I'm saying. This movie, Suicide Kinda Squad, is gonna make relief. Oh guys, everyone's. <laughs> I'm waiting for Captain Boomerang. I'm gonna be watching him. They they're saying that after Deadpool came out and then the the new uh, Suicide Squad trailers came out, the people are already saying that it kind of seems like. Harley Quinn's going to be the Deadpool of that movie, not like break the third wall and straight out address no, the audience. No, everything she says, but it's going to yeah, everything she says is going to be like like the audience there with them. That's like what she's, everyone's going for. I say this movie is going to make more money than the Batman v Superman. 
I think so, too. Everyone yes. wants to see um, Harley Quinn. And this is a perfect, like, recreation of Harley Quinn. And she's, mm-hmm. like, really pretty, too. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, what's yeah. it know? Wolf Wall Street? <laughs> you can Google her. I love that movie. But uh, Not for that reason, but I love that movie. You know about Cat the Boomerang? Yeah. Did you see the glimpses of him and stuff? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. It's like, you know what they say about the crazy ones, right? Yeah? Yeah. Ha. 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 Killer Croc yeah. looks better, too. Kind of. Kind of. You know how when we first started seeing leaked photos of Killer Croc, and you thought, awful. Just awful. Yeah. And they fixed it up a bit. Yeah, they gave him a lot more CGI. Yes. And that's what, I, and I knew they were going to do that because I heard reports that they were. It was going to be a blend of uh, practical with uh, CGI. Like they were going to do practical uh, effects with his face, like the prosthetics, but they were going to do like the little facial dots and everything, so they can move his face in post production to give him more of a realistic look. Good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they like this, so they know. Yeah, that's why they did. Uh, that's what they did with Deadpool with uh, his mask. They did uh, points on his. Uh, Eyes, yeah. So they can give the wide eye effect. Perfect. That's exactly what you need to do. This this movie is doing it. And yeah. I supposedly I have been hearing rumors that uh, they were going to do Batman that way too. There's a scene where Batman's jumping off a bridge. I I don't know. They don't show his. There's you can't see any skin. I don't know if he has a. He might be diving into a water, so he might have a breathing um uh, uh, mechanic on his face. The gadget belt, man. He you know he got. That's that. one thing. I, I'm just hoping it's not someone else dressed as Batman. Yeah. Okay, so... Oh, she's Australian. Yeah, they're all Australian, okay. basically. Uh, so this is a perfect segue to our movie review with... Um, Batman v Superman. Batman AKA v Superman. A.K.A. Dawn of Justice. A.K.A. Alien vs. Predator. A.K.A. Trump vs. <laughs> Donald Trump vs. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, yes. I know, that oh, was hilarious. Bernie. Oh, sad Affleck. Poor sad Affleck. So uh, me and Mike watched this, and we... Um, not together, though, Not together. We don't sit together. Yeah. So it's pretty... last movie um, we saw together was Deadpool, and that was amazing. But um, this movie was okay. Um, I didn't feel that long to me. I know it was like a two... Two and a half hours. It didn't feel that way. It, did, it didn't feel long, but... Deadpool felt short to me. This did not feel long. The way I felt about this movie is it didn't feel long, but I felt like it didn't do enough for me in that two and a half hours. Like... It didn't drag out, but it just it tried so hard to throw so much at us. That is the main problem I say about this. It is one of the worst editing movies I have ever seen. Yes, it is. It looked like it, they literally looked like they cut out two hours. They did. The no, they cut out an hour and a half. Like, what do you mean with that? What? They, they just throw they stuff just... here and there. The original cut was about three and a half hours long, so they had to trim it down to two and a half hours because nobody's... Nobody's going to sit did in a theater. Did that compromise for... the storylines? I did... think it did. I think it really did. This is like usually movies get cut down all the time. It's like no no big thing. They always, you know, they are they're always longer than intended. So that's why, you know, you hear the 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 saying, you know, it got left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. And usually when they do that, it's it never really affects the story. That much. Like, every once in a while, you'll watch the deleted scenes at, on a Blu-ray You're going to love this one. There's a special. Yeah. we got to talk about yeah. the Blu-ray. The, you'll see, like, oh, they could have kept that scene in. Like, in Captain America's Winter Soldier, I was watching the deleted scenes. There was actually one, like, 45-second scene that they could have kept in that would have explained, like... 45 when he, seconds yeah. when I made a big deal. When he ditched the suit. Like, nobody saw him ditch the, the stealth suit. 
and nobody understood why he had to go back to the museum and and Winter Soldier at the end of Winter Soldier to get the get the World War Two Captain America outfit. Oh yeah, huh? And they actually explain it. It's because his his stealth suit was from Shield, so it had a tracker in it. So he ditched it at a at a gym. It was literally like probably like maybe I not didn't even a need minute because I didn't even notice. Yeah, you, and that's one of the, one of the things that like not a lot of. I mean, I noticed. I was like, why did he? Didn't he have the stealth suit though? Like he left Shield with the stealth suit. Why is he going back? I noticed yeah. it because I picked up on it, but you're most people probably didn't. Yeah, so. I noticed. So that's why they kept it out. But with this movie. There's an entire character they cut out. Supposedly, uh, Jenna Malone's character, um, she is supposedly, then it's not confirmed, but it's rumored. I think it might have been confirmed, actually. What's the character then? Barbara Gordon. She was going to play Barbara Gordon. In the, really? In the, ex- in the extended version of the dream sequence. Okay, because I also heard there was one of Darkseid's minions uh, was... Desaad, probably. I hope it was Desaad. Not like Desaad, some weird one I've never heard of before. Granny Goodness? Imagine they threw Granny Goodness in there. Soon, maybe, but um, they, yeah, they just cut out characters. They filmed. So oh yeah, much. no, no, no. I know which one you're talking about. Um, and it was the deleted scene that they put online, right? I didn't see it. They put a deleted scene online of Lex Luthor. Um, we'll we'll go into it later because we haven't talked fully about uh, the movie we yet. Were out there. Uh, uh, but anyway, there's a lot of movie, a lot of stuff, a lot of the stuff in the movie that they cut out to trim it down to two and a half hours. And I think it really hurt the story because a lot of the things that happen in this movie don't really make sense. It jumps like crazy. Ah. There's one part what I want to talk about is uh, Batman's having a vision or a dream or a memory. Nightmare. Is it a nightmare? Well, that's what they're calling vision, it. Vision, dream. Oh, a nightmare with a K. K. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's either a vision or a dream or a nightmare yeah. or a memory. Um, you know where it shows Batman in the desert and yeah. stuff? Yeah. That is one of the five, and we don't know what it is. So there's a live dream? No, it's just he's like, that. it goes from a talking scene, and it jumps to that. Actually, it doesn't go from a talking scene. It, he sits down you at his computer to start decrypting the, he does that the, first? Inform, yeah, the information that he got so from So he jumps Lux to the Luther. computer, and then, and then he jumps to the, the... You just see, and it literally fades to black, and then the scene starts. And I'm like, I'm like wait, what's going on now? They yeah. didn't show him falling asleep or anything like that. So it's like they just showed us a little bleep. I know it gets worse. You. It gets worse. So oh it goes goodness. to the whole scene where he gets into the desert and he gets beat up and Superman has his guards and you see the um um all the stuff in the background like oh what was it the the omega symbol the omega symbol mm-hmm. is basically just you know a volcano coming out of the ground yeah yeah that's but the omega symbol is Darkseid's uh, calling card basically yeah, yeah. and uh, his terror demons. Yeah, the parademons. Parademons. Yeah. And they're like giant, like, wing demons. It looks like insects. Yes. And we're like, geez, Batman's getting his butt kicked. What's going on? And then he wakes up out of his desk. Yeah. And then a portal opens in front of him. And then it's someone the talking. The Flash. I, I thought it was... Uh, no, it's The Flash. I, I thought it was um Cyborg. I'm like, who the hell's that? Because they didn't show any of this stuff before. We don't know who The Flash or Cyborg is yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, get the... Bruce! It's Lois. Yeah. You were right about him. Yeah, protect Lois, get the key, get the stone. And we're like, what the hell are they talking about? Am I early? I'm too early. And then, uh, and then it, that goes, cuts away, and then he wakes up again. Um, yeah. And then it jumps yeah. to some other scene. I'm like, what the hell was that about? Like, because they didn't introduce... It's too early. I actually want to... said it in a dream. It's too early. 
I actually want to pick that scene apart a little bit before we go off into a rant. Uh, the one thing I hated about that scene the most, it was totally unnecessary for the entire movie. They could have cut that scene out and put, like, so much more in because that was an un- unnecessary ten minutes right there. Mm. It sounds unnecessary. Exactly. I feel like it was Zack Snyder's way of expressing his need and want for Batman to just straight up start shooting people for no reason. I mean, there's a reason, but Batman just, like, left and right pops people with machine guns. He carries a gun with him. You can't That's keep un- a characteristic of Batman, and I understand. I don't like... You're talking about the dream? Yeah, I'm talking about the dream. I don't like the whole, like, you know, you have to keep the character pure thing. He can, he can never kill. I think you should have, like, that's why I like Man of Steel so much and how he killed Zod at the end because a, char- uh, a hero should be flawed. And one of the biggest flaws a hero can have is actually taking somebody's life. And yeah. I understand it in the comics why Batman never kills anybody because Batman don't kill or use guns or use. I don't. I understand. I understand completely why he doesn't use guns, but why he doesn't kill is because he's. I think they've addressed it in, a, in multiple comics. They said if I can literally kill anybody I want because of because of his skill set, he can kill every villain he's ever come across. But he knows if he if he crosses that line. He'll never stop. You watched The Red Hood, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, I watched that too. Um, yeah, he's talking about if I go down that path, I can't get back. Yeah. So basically, uh, in, uh, Batman has a gun out of the dream sequences, what I don't like. You can't yeah. keep a gun out of this Batman's hands. But that's that's pulled from Dark Knight Returns. He had a, a rifle. The, the rifle that he he uses to, to kill, shoot the guy in the head? No, he had a rifle to, so he can go across from the oh, building. Oh, no, sorry. He should, that one's not that... That's the only reason he had a rifle for. And this one, he's got like, uh, what, a sound rifle? He's got the kryptonite gun. He's got the gun in the dream sequence, which is. And he's got like. Uh, guns on his car, but he's always had guns on his car. Yeah, but he's not yeah. shooting people. It's true. Well, he shoots Shooting their vehicle. In, the, in 1989, actually, they did a supercut uh, on YouTube. Uh, how many people Batman's killed? And Batman's killed a lot of people. In Batman's movies. killed. That's movie, movie canon. He's actually he's killed less people in the Dark Knight trilogy than in any other Batman in the four Batman movies before it. Actually, just a little known fact. Ah. I, I did. I I kept count. Like Dark Knight. So. And the, that's because the Dark Best. Knight is closest interpretation of the Dark Knight that we've ever had. Well, how do you guys like the looks? Of oh, I love the looks. I the movie is. I like the looks of the images that I've seen. The movie. Is shot very well. Got the the CG coming out of uh, Superman's. Yeah, he's a hairy motherfucker. Uh, I like the the cinematography. Kind of like That's the one thing you can always uh, say about <laughs> about Zack Snyder. He knows how to shoot a movie. He knows yes. how to make a movie look good. Not editing, but no, not it looks ed- good. It, well, that's the editor's fault. That's not real. I don't think that's that falls entirely. The director, on Zack damn Snyder. it, you should be out there. I think so too. He should have been in there, but he responsible. He was, but he was probably. I give him a little I bit of leeway. Yeah, well, that was the last movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Batman have black? No, he's just got that light bulge coming out. Yeah. The Batman suit <laughs> looks cool. I like the. Ba- I love Ben Affleck. He's probably the best part of this movie. This actually the the best. The negative uh, feedback from fans and critics about uh, well, some fans, some uh, there's this is like the most the divided hell movie. The hell. I think he has a really good Batman look. He looks like mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne, and basically you just need the chin, and he's mm-hmm. got that chin. Yes, and he does. He, he, and he did the synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we've been waiting for that. Can 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 we just say that thank you, Kevin Smith? Thank you, everybody... Kevin Smith. And Ben Affleck, he is a, a hardcore fan of Batman for years. He's been trying to get this role for mm-hmm. years. And he did Daredevil because he never thought he was going to be able to do Batman. Yeah, it's the closest thing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, Batman looks good. Uh, I like the chest hair coming out of Superman. <laughs> Superman. I knew they were going to make him to a villain of this one. The one thing I still don't like is the Wonder Woman. And I'm going to have five minutes, not maybe four minutes, to talk about how much I still okay. don't like the actress. And I'll talk about, I'll, I'll rebuttal. I, I'll probably agree with you on most points, but well, I'll still rebuttal. A few seconds. Um, I still don't like her. She looks like she still weighs 125 pounds. She's like 5'4". She Maybe? should be larger. I, that's she that's looks, what an Amazon is. They the problem with this movie. She needs to at least be curvy too, kind of. Exactly. Like more curves. On that's her. the problem. They got an actress to fill the role. They needed an actress to fill the part. That's the main reason why I still don't like her. She has no tone. This is not an Amazon. And the stuff that's really gonna get me upset is they're gonna change the comic book character and make it look like her now. Mm. But I've seen multiple incarnations of Wonder Woman. I do, Woman but you are never gonna see like. The, the movie, the animated movie that came out around the same time as uh, the rebooted stuff like yeah. they were doing, she was a skinny Wonder Woman. She wasn't a like a crazy Amazonian type woman. She looked skinny. She looked very thin. Yeah, the I'm, Justice not worried League... about that. I'm not worried about the cartoons and stuff. The comic, though. Oh, okay. You're going to hurt the comic. That's what they did with Iron Man. Because... They kind of overdid her on Injustice Gods Among Us, though. You got to admit that. They made her way too big. No, that's an Amazon, dude. You know, they, she is quite tall. I'm looking at She's 5'10". She's 5'10"? Yeah. She's still... Um, that's pretty tall, but... Not she Amazon. looks kind of lanky, though. A little yeah, bit. She's, she has long limbs. Yes. And it she did pack maybe on outfit, muscle, you know but... What? Maybe the outfit. No, if not they would have changed the outfit her, a little bit, it would have probably... Maybe. For her frame, she can't, like... She can't turn into China overnight. Not, Rest in peace, China. <laughs> not so China. I still oh, say poor, this. Poor China. Um, Rest in peace, Rest China. In peace. No, I didn't want to have, like, someone to look like China... Uh, where is that? Deadpool. Who I thought would be perfect as, um... Gina Grano? Is that the girl from Deadpool? Angel Dust? Angel Dust. She cannot act to save her life. I don't care. Give her acting school. That exactly... She looks exactly how, um... Didn't you hear that what they... Uh, that... If you pay attention in Deadpool, right when it looks like she's about to talk, they cut her scenes? I know, but she's hot, and she... Just give her some acting. I don't not just her. I, maybe just someone bigger. I I don't I I don't necessarily agree that you have to have an actor look the part. Because look at Wolverine, comics five foot ten. Yeah, but that was way before we knew any better. X Men six foot one. See, mm, she looks maybe maybe. But she look like here's a perfect. Uh, I don't. I, I it's like the actress how she looks like she's built. They could have got anyone in who came from the gym. And looked better. I didn't have to be the girl playing Angel Just. This one was okay. It's just her body type. It's it took me out of the movie, which I don't need to be taken out of the movie. It's but I liked. She was okay. She was a good actress. She didn't do anything bad. The problem was she looked like every background actress in the movie. When um, Bruce Wayne was collecting uh, the evidence in the room, and Mercy came by and checked on him, and when he came back to get it, I thought that was Mercy again because she looks like another carbon copy of every skinny actress in the movie in the background okay and but one thing i did like i loved the music they had when they introduced her that like what was those what was that what kind of scimitar i think god that was that was great i like okay. that though she is like she was in the military that actress she was in the army really yeah she was She's, in the israeli army um no nah, that's about uh, Mossad. The uh, Israeli Special Forces or Israeli wow, Army. Oh, that's that's any um, 
That's every Israeli. Every Israeli has to join the military for Oh, yeah, years. I forgot. That's, that sucks. But, but no, um, I defend the casting of Gal Gadot. So she I probably mean, still knows how, like, some... I'm not going to say she was the best part of the movie. I'm not going to say she, she saved the movie. And everything yeah. she was in was in a Del Taco commercial. She's only in it for about a collective, maybe, like, eight minutes. Is that all? Yeah, the all the scenes you saw her fighting were in, like, uh, a Burger King commercial. Are they going to actually make a Wonder Woman movie? They are filming it now. Yeah, they're, they're filming it now. But my defense of why she doesn't necessarily need to have a, a frame that fits the comic books is because she's a super-powered being. She yeah. has she has strength on par with Superman. True. She, I don't know if she can, this one can fly, but I don't think she so. has the lasso. I like the lasso. They actually gave her the lasso. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, they actually gave her the lasso? I can't <gasps> believe they went that far. And she has that sword that can literally cut through anything, apparently, even a Kryptonian well, mega beast. Yeah, that's a good I thing. like the, you telling me about the lasso. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. The lasso, yes. she had the sword, the shield, the gauntlets, uh, the headband. Yeah. So that's why I necessarily don't think she needs to have the frame written, uh, from the comic books because she's not a normal person. So just I like she's not an Amazon then. But Amazon. I don't hate her. I just I I like the character. She did good in the movie. In in your you still have the Amazons from the comic books in your head. I have a comic book reader, and you have the Amazons from like the mythology in your head, where they kind of like depict them as these strong, like, uber-powerful, like, women. I think the Amazons are going for in this in this DC cinematic universe is that they're strong because of their abilities, because of where they, they're descended from the gods. And, but they're also, like you said, like I said, gods, which means they also have a little bit of goddess in them. And what are the goddesses in, in Greek mythology usually depicted as? Beautiful beyond compare. Because they're goddesses. Nah. Like Aphrodite is the most beautiful woman in Greek mythology because she's the goddess of love. Even I think even Hera's depicted as a more of a beautiful woman, right? Yeah, well they're all beautiful. They're all... Anyway, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just one step closer to having Tom Cruise play Captain America and one step closer of changing the comic book character. I would actually wouldn't mind... Tom Are you Cruise serious? America. An older Captain America, like the, it's just gonna be Tom the Steve Cruise Rogers, running. the Steve Rogers, like from the when he gets his uh, super soldier serum taken away and he's all old and frail. That'd be awesome to have Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise play is that. Too short though. But, that's exactly. But that's why because in <laughs> in the Captain and Captain America First Avengers, he went from he was like five foot ten before he got the super soldier serum, and when he did, he. Sprouted up like six inches, and he got two hundred and twenty pounds. Old. I'm t- I'm, I don't want, like I said, I don't want people to uh, have casting to fill the the role. I want people to do the casting to fill the character. I actually think the opposite. I think the really? actors need to fill the character, fill the role, not not the characters need to fit the actors. You rather have like I'd rather have I'd rather have a good actor both. play play a character than a Ryan Reynolds is a perfect example. Okay, of, like, let me look. Let me put it this. Let me put it to you this way. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is buff, and he filled the role He's of Thor. Hot. He yes. filled the role of Thor very well. Uh-huh. But they weren't looking for a buff actor. They were looking for a good actor to fill the role of, role of Thor. And if need be, the actor would put on the weight, which is what Chris Hemsworth did. He's perfect. He put on he put Man on the, the muscle. Yes. Man of the year. He yes. put on the muscle. They look for the actor to fill the role before they look. They didn't go out and cast the 
Mr. Universe 2010 winner to ca- to play because they tried that. They did that in the 80s. No, not, not that they, far. They, not they, that far. They cast Mr. Universe, Arnold Schwarzenegger, in all the action movies of the 80s because he fit the character and he didn't he didn't fit the role though. He fit the look they wanted, but not the acting chops to follow. Oh, he's great in Terminator, though. Yeah, I mean, just, that's because they classic. limit because he because they knew his limits at the time. Yes. No, he, but like I'm just saying, you can have it like, worked. It did work in the '80s. I would rather have a good actor than uh, an actor that looks like the character. Basically, well, you can have both. I just don't want a popular. You can piece. have you can have both. You just have to find a way. It's hard. It's just it's extra tougher. work they're not putting into. No, she put on a lot of work. No, the the, the it casting. It probably takes longer to oh. find, like with the casting. Yeah, exactly. I want what the casting. Looks. I mean, I still kind of feel like ooh, we're we're going into the rants right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'll end there. I have other stuff we need to argue about. We um, tried. We tried, people. We we listened to you, but we just can't help it. We go into rants. We go on yeah. opposite. Uh, <gasps> opposite. We have opposite ends on this. Yeah. We're, we had a we had a setup and everything, but okay. rants. Um, how do you guys feel about Lex Luthor? I actually like Lex Luthor as a villain, and I'll tell go you on why. Another twenty minutes in this, and right I'll tell now. you why. Here's my five minutes. That's going to turn into twenty minutes because you've had you're supposed to have five minutes, <laughs> um, and I'll try to keep it at five minutes. Okay. Everyone's biggest complaint about Lex Luthor is his mannerisms. That's not that, my biggest complaint. Oh, really? Okay. Um, my, I've been hearing a lot of the biggest complaints are his mannerism. They say it's reminiscent of Jim Carrey's Joker, I mean Riddler, from Batman Forever mixed with uh, his like uh, social network character. Hasn't he always been kind of like that? Yeah, he's, he's always kind of acted kind of What was the movie did weird? before this? Yeah. Because he talked about how he really liked this actor he worked with and he kind of like played that character. Uh, American Ultra? Yeah, it was something like... Was something I don't remember. Anyway, but anyway, um, I think the reason why Lex Luthor is the way he is in this movie is not because... Stupid. He's Wrong. stupid. <laughs> it's because this this version of Lex Luthor, even though they don't explicitly state it, he reminds me of somebody depicted with Asperger's Syndrome, which is a sort of like a... It's on the autism spectrum, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. where they have like tics and everything that make them... Socially yeah. awkward. Uh, you see that why? in the in the scene. Why? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> you don't know why. You don't, don't know, know why either. I think that's just what they told him. Well, that's kind of what we want you to play. I don't think anyone told him to do that. He just did it. Maybe he researched. Like I don't know. I honestly don't know. But that's why I'm defending it. Because why he's defending his acting. Because I think he got in his mind to play the character this way, uh-huh. and he played the character that way. And Asper- people with Asperger's are actually geniuses. They ha- they just have social. He's not uh, a genius. He's social not a genius awkwardness. In this movie. If they if they He's explain certain things, yes. in this movie. Okay. if they explain certain things, clear. he could have been a genius. If they explain if they certain explained, things, that's my problem. Did they explain? No, you're why right. He, you're right. Did he explain how he knew um, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne was, was Batman? No. They did he explain how, how he knew, knew Superman? Su- no, that one I can sort. Why of, did he hate Superman? He, why? What Actually, did he want? I heard a review. What did he want, Mike? I heard a review. They 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 broke it down. They broke it down. They broke it down. He Lex Luthor in this movie is a diehard atheist. He hates God because his father was abusive and God never stepped in to help him. And Out of the twenty monologues he had, they couldn't put that in there. They did. They it was subtle. It was subtle. Uh, it was very talking subtle. Talking about piss the entire time. Yeah. yeah, it was very subtle. And um, <laughs> Superman is. 
the closest representation to God that he's ever seen in a physical man. Yes. That's down. why he yeah. wants to take him down. Yeah. Okay. Because he wants to prove that God can be brought down. Mike, you just did a better job explain his character and then acting than he did. I'm, he did. And that little, oh, like, two, two, wow. I'm telling you. You're I'm, hired. You're nah, hired. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, the supercut's going to be, like, insane. If it explains everything, it's going to be insane. Yeah, because he didn't, he didn't explain why he was wanted all this stuff. There's no motivation. It's like, I'm going to get land, you know, land, land, land. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was, I want to take revenge. I do like the, the first Lex Luthor villainous plan didn't have to do with real estate. Yeah. I would have. It would have made more sense. There's no reason why he knew who Batman was for yeah. no reason. He's sending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman's getting these letters from this dude who got crippled in the first movie. That's why Batman's like, "Get these aliens off my planet!" Like, ah, I'm a, a madman. I'm a madman. Yeah. He um, his, his whole building went down in the first one. Cause remember Lex and Superman were going at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why Batman's mad. Because he can just go into the White House and kill the president if he felt like it. No one can stop him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one dude uh, gets crippled. He used to work for Bruce Wayne. I think this doorman. And so Some... Bruce Wayne's still sending him uh, checks. And he's getting the checks back. It said, like, you killed your family. Like, I don't want this money. And it turns out at the very end that it's actually like Sleuther who is doing all this stuff. They never told us that. He's like, well, he's like, you let your th- family die. I thought it was the Joker. Because I'm like, how does... Well, how does um, Lex Luthor know Batman's Bruce Wayne? I agree. I agree. That part was handled very, very poorly. Yeah. And especially, it, and they handled it very poorly, too, with the Superman reveal that he knew that. I mean, you kind of knew, like, oh, he probably x-ray visioned his, his cowl and figured no, out he that did, he was. No, he did that good. Uh, Bruce Wayne and uh, Batman are at a party. Mm-hmm. At, um, they do the whole meeting. Don't get, pick a fight with this guy. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, Bruce Wayne's there to steal some um, intelligence from LexCorp. LexCorp, thank you. And uh, and God, my brain's going all crazy right now. Um, going on your, your Clark Kent hears someone talking in an earpiece, and he's like, "What is that noise?" And he hears like some, Master Wayne, yeah, Master Alfred Wayne. talking to him. Yeah, it's like it that. Up. Actually, debunks the theory I had about Alfred. Like I was, I had this theory going on because Alfred never interacts with anybody else in the movie but Bruce Wayne. I don't think he lets him out of the Batcave. He was and just in there. He's my, just trapped in there. I had a, I had a theory. I had a theory, but that, that freaking earpiece debunked it. I had a theory that Alfred died years ago. <laughs> He's insane. And Bruce Wayne went literally insane. And Alfred is his Why hallucination as his voice movie? of conscience. You need to write the next one. I want yeah. to write the next one. Hire me already. But it, the, the earpiece thing debunked it because. Mm. How else would he have heard Alfred talking to him? Yeah, if yeah. Alfred was dead. So yeah, that, that's where he kind of figures out like who this guy is, and he kind of tells him and stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, that was weird. Um, what else was weird about the movie? I, I like the music. Mm-hmm. They made it a good point in your face that that when they did fight in areas, it was abandoned. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was a little too on the nose. It was a little too on the nose, exactly. But um, and not the biggest problem. Um, Ah, but if it fell into the same thing I hate the most about Zack Snyder movies is visual noise. It's just way too much CGI for, like, CGI's sake. I mean, they didn't need to have the amount of CGI they had. Even though I understand why, because you had Doomsday, and I hated that they had Doomsday. That was even Doomsday. Like, it was... It was a sort of, like, mock Doomsday. Yeah, because uh, Lex, um, for some reason creates a monster mixed with his DNA. Uh. 
for reasons and sets it loose while he kidnaps Superman's mom because he knows Superman is. So he, kidna he kidnaps Lois, pushes her off a building, and then it gets Superman to him and says, you have to kill Batman in an hour for reasons. Or I kill your mom. Or I kill your mom because he has his mom. Which leads in, I'm curious, Mike maybe know this, the fight where Batman saves um, Clark Kent's mom, that is the best scene of the movie. I'm assuming the way they were written this whole thing, I assume they wanted to cut it, and Ben Affleck fought to get this scene in the movie. Because it's the best scene in the movie, where Batman's beating yeah. up guards. It's mm -hmm. basically out of uh, the games. And it's out of the Dark Knight Returns, too. So yeah. did uh, did anyone want to cut, cut that? that scene? No, I mean, no, I'm, not, I'm wondering if Mike no, knows. They, that scene was integral. It was that like seems an entirely they, different movie. If they cut it, then it would have just been like, why show it in the trailer? Because they showed it in the final trailer. If you realize it, mm -hmm. that should have been the final trailer. Should have been the second trailer instead of the one we got where it revealed Doomsday. Mm -hmm. But that was the quintessential Batman scene right there. That because, was awesome. That was awesome. And he didn't. He only killed one person. How'd he kill him? He shot the the tank. The flamethrower flamethrower tank. Well, he had it coming. Hmm. Yeah, but he's literally fighting people, guys. And on. that was straight from Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, like, that, yeah. I'll kill cool. her. I'll do it. And he's like, I believe you. But in the Dark Knight right, and Returns, I think he shoots him in the head. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of like guys are fighting Batman, and someone gets like gets a knife to Batman's back of the head, and you hear it cling off his armor and stuff. So he goes back and like punches him through the floor. It's it's a really good scene. Yeah. Which kind of is weird to me that his cowl is like armored, but he can just take it off like it's like it's nothing. You could have different ones then. Oh, okay, good. Point. Wait, which one did you just take it off in? The, the dream sequence? No, no, no. Oh well, yeah, well, the dream sequence one. And then uh, when he came back to the Batcave after his confrontation with Superman, he uh, he took the cowl off right away. He just like he did with his perfect hair, with his perfect hair and. His perfect chiseled abs. No black, no black eye makeup. Yeah, I like that. All CGI. He wiped it off real quick. But yeah, it was an okay movie. Um, uh, real off, uh, real off topic subject. But you guys remember in Batman uh, Returns the the nineteen ninety one? The black. He he he's gonna take he's gonna rip his cowl off because for some reason he can't just pull it off. Like all of a sudden the eye makeup's gone. Yeah. So that yeah. way he when he rips it off like there's no eye makeup. Yeah. It's like totally noticeable because like, like five seconds before, black eye makeup to yeah. cover in his yeah. eyes. Like, I just thought that was funny. Anyway. Um, that's all the stuff I had to talk about the movie. It was, um, oh, the Blu-ray. So we're going to get a rated R Blu-ray because it's Deadpool. Uh, four hours. Oh. About four hours. Three and a half. I think it's like running time three and a half to four hours long because it's going to be the ultimate edition. It's going to be like the director's cut. Like uh, Watchmen had that where it included it like every Watchmen, deleted like four scene. Four hours, yeah. Yeah, every deleted scene and the Tales of the Black Freighter animated series that they did. Uh, that's gonna come out hopefully soon. And there's actually a fan petition. It probably went nowhere that they wanted Warner Brothers to release the ultimate cut in theaters for a limited run to give fans like a second chance at seeing this movie, like how it's intended to be seen because it was edited very poorly. Very, very, very poorly. I came out looking at the movie. It's like I, I, I think jumbled. In my honest opinion, this movie would have been. Ten times better if they cut the dream sequence out, added in every scene that they cut with uh, that had to do with the real storyline. Like, wasn't it like Iron Man two where they're forcing the next movie into it for random reasons? It it was sort of like I said. I told somebody this today. It's sort of like 
what Amazing Spider-Man 2 did wrong, which is it tried to... It, everything they did was set up for a Sinister Six movie. Exactly. If they cut but that stuff out... they did perfect. it a little bit better in Batman v Superman because they had, a, they had more of a centralized storyline that followed through more. But it's still... They still messed up on those storylines. Yeah. But yeah, so it was a good movie. Um, I gave it a good rating. Um, okay rating. Five out of ten, I give it five bat rifles. <laughs> I give it six and a half useless emails out of out of ten. So, that's my other that's my other negative, the okay, email thing. Right on the line. Mm. Yeah. You, you should watch it. Uh, Just wait till Blu ray. Yeah, wait watch it. Blu-ray. No, I think you should watch the the, the uh, one theater? the theatrical cut first. Just because it's like with me what I watched oh god, I watched what ultimate cut did I watch first? I forgot. Hellboy? No. I can't remember. But I watched that version first when I everyone says Hellboy. Everyone says I you should have watched the ori- the theatrical cut first because it would have made you appreciate the the ultimate cut more. And I yeah. think that's what you should do. You should watch the theatrical cut for first because the ultimate cut I have a feeling is gonna be more payoff. Yeah. And you might appreciate it more. And Alrighty. Aquaman. Real fast. Aquaman. Weird. Um, Flash awesome. Is Flash Mexican now? No, Flash is uh, Ezra Miller, but he just has that face. Okay, because I didn't know if that was Cyborg or what. But Cyborg, the thing with Cyborg, they put it together with a mother box. That was, looked like it was literally terrible. Worst CGI ever. No, not CGI. The acting was bare. It was like one of those um, 3D movies. You stand in line and you look at the TV while you're in line and they show you a little, like, movie mm-hmm. before you go in to see the 3D show. Yeah. There's all really... You hear people are complaining that Aquaman broke the sound barrier underwater? I don't know. Who was holding the third, the second camera for Aquaman? I think it was... Um, what are they called? Uh, those uh, deep sea divers that they send under, underneath the water to like yeah. record things but that are unmanned because yeah. they can withstand the pressure more? No, there was one holding the POV. He got died. He got stabbed-ish or whatever. And there's a guy like a quarter mile away. Those, I think those are just two deep sea, um, what is it called? Scouters or whatever you want to call terrible them. Terrible editing. Okay, yeah, terrible editing. Yeah. Next, we got the video game review, which I'm going to go first. Because I don't have one. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm going to review uh, Metroid Zero Mission for 2004. It came on the Game Boy Advance and it's on the Wii U now. You guys ever played Metroid games? Ever played I the played original? Metroid. Uh, I don't know. I played the one on the Game Boy. I forgot which one it was, was though. It Zero Mission? Metroid? No, I don't think it was that one. Game Boy. Game Boy Color. Was it the original? No, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that's what... Metroid Prime. Prime? That was on GameCube. It was a Metro, but it, said it was Metroid, Metroid Prime. Prime. I played Metroid Prime. GameCube? Yeah, yes. that was like Game of the Year. But, anyway. oh, okay, maybe it was a Metroid Prime. I don't remember. It was like years okay. ago. Um, this is basically a remake of the original. From I think it was 1986. Was correct me if I'm wrong. Was this the first female-led video game? Um, first Tomb Raider one. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider came out way late. No, yeah. 86. This is like because Tomb Raider came out in like 90s, right? Yeah, late 90s mm-hmm. when PlayStation. Yeah, Tomb Raider. There's a lot of females before her. Okay. So yeah, um, awesome game. Um, the original I I bought a while ago, and it is really confusing. The Metro games are fun. If you like to look for stuff, backtracking, I'm not a big fan of. Like, I played the other Metro games, and they're they're really good. This one's way awesome. It's a remake of the original, but it it adds more stuff to it. You give it more gameplay. 
So it's a pretty great, um, it's got amazing graphics. It's the most vibrant and colorful one yet. It's pretty much the same layout, but it gives you more hints about where to go, and there's cutscenes. Okay. Yeah, so you're not lost. I tried cheating my way through the original using maps, because they don't give you a map. This one gives you a map. The original, you had to like draw your own map and all this stuff. This, they just in the '80s, they just loved making you guys work, didn't they? they? We had to work hard. That's why it's called NES hard. <laughs> Is that like the two hardest NES games of all time? Aren't they like um, Ninja Gaiden, the original, and uh, Contra. Uh, huh? Contra. Contra was hard. I used to be Shinobi. Contra. Shinobi. Contra was like... hard for me. You guys ever heard of playing Last Little Red Hood? I haven't played and... it. There's a lot of random ones that are terrible. Uh, I would put uh, really hard would be Ghosts and Goblins. That was hard. But uh, this new game, it's What's pretty... the other one? Wizards and Warcraft? Or... What's that? Wizards There's... and Warriors? Wizards and Warriors, yes. That's a hard game. Too. I haven't that played that. I beat it. Oh, you did? I did beat that game, yes. Oh, my God. It was tough. It was tough. It was exactly. Tough. Kids it was think a tough game. Dark Souls are hard, but try playing Dark Souls, but every time you want to replay it, you got to put in a 35-digit uh, passcode. So NES hard. I actually remember that. Yeah, NES is hard. So this one actually makes it a lot easier. It's a very good game. Um, there's a power up through there. The same dungeons. You actually fight um. Uh, uh, Ripley, Ripley, R Metal Ripley. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and you fight the original form. Samus, female Mega Man. Yeah, I don't know who came first, but um, they did this new thing where um, cause you it's a hard, it's a major platforming game. You actually can uh, hold on to uh, the cliffside. So you're not just trying to like make every uh, platform. You can actually get a chance to hold on. Um, it's alternate endings. They fixed a lot of things where, um, like like I talked about, where you had cutscenes and stuff. So mm -hmm. you actually don't get lost. Uh, what else? Um, the Mother Brain part was actually pretty cool, because um, at the end you uh, fight the space pirate Mother Brain after you fight the original bosses and stuff, and you get all the power suits, and you, like... Because this is the, the, the remake of the original. The Metroids are there, of course, because the, uh, the whole thing about the pirates are on this planet, uh, Zebra... I forgot the name of the planet. For, um... They have the ability to, like, turn into balls, right? What? The, uh, Samus? Yeah, Samus does. Mm. Do you, do you guys remember the... Oh, while you're looking at that up, do you guys remember the trailer for uh, that horrible vampire movie, Ultraviolet, with... Uh, yeah. They actually did that. They turned into balls, and then they... And then they turned back into... There were vampires papers. in that movie? Yeah, there were vampires. I thought that was a yeah. Resident Evil spinoff. No. Uh, they turned into yeah. balls, and then they mm -hmm. turned back into, hum into like human form. I, like, I honestly thought when I first saw that, because I had just finished playing Metroid on the game, yeah. that... Are they making a Metroid movie? That would be awesome. I think I thought that too. Like when I remember seeing that back then, because that was when Metroid Prime came out, wasn't that when? Yeah, it was like, came yeah, out. It's yeah. When, yeah. I'm surprised but, I make that. Comparison. So funny, so funny. I but wonder yeah. if they ever will. Uh, no, it's uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Uh, they, they ain't leasing nothing. Yeah, uh, they're talking they about it. They're talking. Fingers crossed. Hope we're good. But yeah, I the, think that would be cool if they made a Metroid that, movie. That would be perfect. So yeah, the, they go. Uh, the space pirates go to planet um, SR388. Which is, you know, the whole... I talked about this before. The Whalen Corp? Basically, uh, this game was very influenced by... Alien. Alien. So they're there to collect this, uh, the Metroids that pretty much can suck energy and they can harvest that and so on. So 
after she um, beats all the bosses, defeats Mother Brain, at the original game, there's uh, you think it's over after you beat the boss. No, there's a timer. You have to get off the planet before this timer happens, and it self-destruct, and it blows up. That was cool about the original game, because and and it gave you alternate endings how fast you did. You could see like her helmet, like, oh my god, it's a girl. I was playing with a girl the whole time, that's just a robot. You beat it so fast, you see her in a bikini, like a One Piece. Um, this one, you get off the planet, she powers down in her, on her ship, you think it's over, bam, space pirates retaliate. They knock your ship out of orbit, you go back down, and your power suit's gone. So you're playing the last half of this game that's new in stealth mode in zero suit. That's where the zero suit came from. She's got a little pistol, but doesn't really work on a full armored space pirate. So they're doing the rest of this game in stealth. You're trying to get um, back to their ship to get your, um, I guess you have a part of your suit in there. Set off their ship, it blows up, and you get alternate Andes and stuff. It was a pretty good game. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I like these reboots of um, Metroid games. I really hope they do more. Like Metroid 2, I hope they do a reboot for that. Um, I enjoyed, like you guys played uh, the one for GameCube, which was Game of the Year. I liked that one a lot. But yeah, Metroid um, Zero Mission. It's on the Wii Virtual Council. You can download it. I gave this one 8 baby Metroids out of 10. Nice. Danica, do you have a video game? Yes. The Division. What is The Division? So it's a game, it's based on like a virus being spread. So on Black Friday in New York City, in Manhattan, a virus, a smallpox virus is spread and they call it, what is it, the green poison? Or the the dollar flu. Because they they spread the virus on the flu and it's a shooter game. So my complaint is I just didn't feel like there was there's story in there, but not enough for me. That's... I love RPGs, and there's just not enough story. It's in, an RPG. In, no, I love RPGs, oh, yeah, okay. but it's just—it's mostly a shooter game, and I could see it being a better game it, than it is. It's honestly because in recent years, the the division between RPG and first person has become increasingly more like divided. Yeah, and that's because. Um, I'm not going to say the, the gaming uh, community is dumbed down a little bit, but the sales are representative of what the people want, and more people want just multiplayer online shooters. I want Dragon Quest yeah. Ten, damn it. Yeah. And um, so they, a lot of the shooters these days sacrifice story yeah. for basically a more advanced online gameplay. Yeah. Which is understandable because and uh, online gameplay is more profitable because yeah. you know you gotta pay to play and all that stuff and then you you know you but they're just really taking advantage and people need to stop like going this route and just paying because it's because they they that's what they want you to do. Yes. That's what Battlefront did in the Star Wars Battlefront. Yes. Oh they, my well, god. Well, that was worse. That was so much worse. There's no story mode. There is no. And that's disappointing. There's a reason. There's two reasons for that. One, because they probably didn't want to develop a storyline. The graphics are great, yeah. but it's just disappointing. But, there's no story. But another reason too is because it it it's a it's a touchy line because since Star Wars uh, was bought by Disney, they they instituted a whole new. Uh, realm of canon basically any they said any video game movie or comics that comes out from this point on is officially canon like this book i'm going to review it's officially canon this means it actually happened in the star wars universe as it's history now well the division does have more story than that star wars game 
but it's a bad story. It just I want more like from it. You like, deserve what, it. What I've heard yeah. of it, I'm like, they're gonna they want them to like, explain more into the virus, not go oh oh I'll get the mm, clear the virus. It's like the walking they're trying dead. To cure, it's like oh we'll get this, we'll get mm-hmm. to that ah, you know, and then you're working hard to get there, and to find someone you don't actually get them and. That's that's just sad. That's but, why I stopped playing. Um, it's, got, it's got fun Easter eggs in the game that I liked, like shooting that little Russian doll, and it just gets smaller and smaller. And that's cool. Just like you can shoot random stuff, like TV will crack. You can shoot a cell phone. It'll crack the screen and just make a big blow-up hole through mm-hmm. the cell phone because you can go into different buildings. And it all happened right before Christmas in the game, so the graphics are great in the game, and they put a lot of detail in New York City. And it seems almost like it seems accurate from you and I've been there. Yeah. The and one it time. It seems <laughs> accurate like to the New York. It's so weird how you 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 go to New York one time and then you see it in the movie again and you're like, "I was there." Yeah. Uh-huh. Times Square. I'm like, "I was there." Woo! I went to the Ghostbusters place. <laughs> I didn't get to. You didn't go there? No. I didn't. It's in Brooklyn, isn't it? Isn't it in Brooklyn? It's I don't remember. I don't I think know. It's in, I, I think can't it's remember. In, I went there once. I think it's in Queens or Brooklyn. I can't remember. Uh, I'm from Queens. You're from Brooklyn. Like people will see <laughs> some more with that reference. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I'm like ah, New York, whatever. What? You didn't actually play it though, right? You're just watching. Yes. The, oh, you yes. did play it? No, no, I, I didn't play it. Okay, so you can't. I'm, give I'm it, a watcher. I'm a watcher of the game, though. I'm forced. Uh, so you can't give it a fair rating, huh? I can't give it a completely fair rating. Well, you know? I guess I can, but like I. But that's not your cup have, of tea either. I have sat through hours with that game playing. But we can say though, it's not like shooters aren't your cup of tea, though. They aren't my cup of tea. No, they definitely aren't. Okay, so that that could be a reason. I mean, because I was never an RPG person until you guys introduced me to Skyrim. Yes. Bum, bum. Yeah, and now I'm like, you know, I got Witcher and everything. Does not draw me in. And you know, I don't think any shooter game really draws me in, but... Yeah, you, you yeah, have to no, have a pension for it. Yeah, no. You ever play Mass Effect? Nope, nope. Mass Effect. That's one of the few games that blended the RPG with the shooter. Yeah, it's a really good game. Well. I, I'm, I, I'm actually played 1, 2, and 3 in a row. I'm going to review it soon. Yeah. Because it's, it's one big story. Yeah. It's good. And well, Mass Effect 4 is supposedly coming out soon, too. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I haven't played that, so... With no first-person player. Who knows, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, can't give it a rating, but... I can't really give it a rating, okay. but I can give an opinion on this game with you. So, okay. Good. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. All right. All right, cool. So, comic reviews are next, and in lieu of comics, I will be doing a two book reviews, actually, on two Star Wars books. One is a Legends book, which is non-canon anymore. It's what happened before canon like i know uh what's heir it? to the empire darth bane all that stuff is no longer officially darth raven's canon. not darth raven is not how canon. is darth bane not canon no but... darth bane the character is canon because he was introduced in star wars the clone wars which is canon but okay because then had the yo with the rule of two was yeah the rule of two yeah they have that part canon but his books and his story what happened in this in his books isn't canon it's very it's very weird because plagueis the, the novel, Darth Plagueis, is not canon, but the character is canon because he was referenced in uh, in Star Wars Revenge of the Sith and in this other book, Tarkin, which is another canon, which is a canon book. He's also referenced by the Emperor himself. Grand Moff. Grand Moff. 
My mom. Grandmorph. Grandma. Uh, Darth Plagueis is a very good story. It's like a gangster gangster film, basically. It's kind of I call it the Goodfellas of the Star Wars universe yeah. because it it delves into that seedy underworld of Star Wars that you know you've rumored to hear about, but because it's always been like flashy and fun, you, you're never going to actually see it. Um, it's just really dark and gritty and like hyper violent too. Like the emperor has a scene in the book where he like he goes on a rampage and he just he's killing people left and right and he full fledged dark side. Like eyes are red. He's they even say they describe him as like his eyes are the yellow. He has the yellow iris of the of a dark side user. His hair's like frazzle dazzle and everything. He's just he's <laughs> you like look crazy. Yep, but it's just it's a very very good novel and it's like it's well written uh the characters are strong it's it feels like i'm reading the star wars m- movie basically only a darker star wars movie cool that's dark is darth that, plagueis is that canon this is not canon this one's not canon darth plagueis is not cl- canon but the character is it's it's really weird it's confusing darth plagueis is the one who trained the emperor actually emperor sidious or emperor uh palpatine he's the one who trained him in the dark side this is uh, the Emperor's master. Wait, who is? Oh, Darth okay. Plagueis. Darth, is that canon? This no. You're you two books. Okay. I know. Okay, the novel Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Is not canon. Tarkin, the second novel I'm reviewing, it, is canon. Okay, because I was wondering because everyone has theories that the big head guy <coughs> in the new Star Wars is movie. Plagueis. Yeah. The character is canon because he was referenced in Revenge of the Sith, but. Just what happens in this book isn't canon. So that's that could, they could reverse roles like Ben is Han Solo's kid. Yes. So yeah, all those theories could be correct. Yeah, they, they, can, they can use this as reference, but this isn't actually what happened, basically. But it gets a little confusing in Tarkin, and I'll go into it right now. But just so I like Plagueis, it, I'm only going to be reviewing the canon books from now on because it, it, it plays into... Um, the greater Star Wars universe, the new Star Wars universe. One movie a year. But yeah, one movie a year. But I wanted to talk about Plagueis a little bit because I loved it so much. It was the first uh, Star Wars book I read when I got them when I got the new set, uh, minus Lost Stars, which is a canon book. But anyway, Tarkin, on the other hand, is canon, and it's about a side mission that uh, then Moff just Moff Tarkin, not Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, was a part of with Darth Vader. And it's about this group of uh, rebel uh, resistance fighter, rebel fighters who uh, steal his ship and basically go on a rampage, destroying other Imperial ships and killing a bunch of Imperial officers. And it just, it shows, it goes into depths about Tarkin's life, how he came to be who he was in the first movie. And it really delves into his mindset. Like, like you would think that this book would like show a, like a lighter side to him, make you feel sorry for him that he died. No, it shows you that this guy's a dick, yeah. and he's always been a dick. And that's that's a <laughs> and it's a good thing too because it yeah. would have been a betrayal of his character from the first movie. You know, for him to just coldly destroy an entire planet. Like if they showed that he was actually a, he had a good sense of sensibility. He was like he had. Uh, a code of ethics, or well, he does have a code of ethics, his own personal code of ethics, but they're derived from a violent up- upbringing, basically, like survival of the fittest. This that's basically how he his how his ethics up. are. Do you guys ever hear about uh, what's the character? Uh, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. 
he uh, didn't like wearing the shoes, so there's no footage of him waist down. So he was barefoot on the stage the entire time. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, they actually they actually explained how he came up with his his uh, attire too. It was kind of weird. I didn't think that needed explaining, but they did. They, no. they, they dedicated a whole chapter to it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and it was just interesting, like seeing the back and forth between him and Vader, like. How at the beginning they they respected each other, but they didn't really like each other. Yeah, he actually puts Vader in his like, place. and that's why at the end of this novel you understand how he's able to put Vader in his place. Okay, let me ask you this then. Okay, mm-hmm. it goes Emperor, Grand Moff, no, Vader. It, actually, it's Vader. Oh, it's Emperor, Vader, then Grand Moff Tarkin is pretty Vader much. Vader doesn't have a seat in uh, the the council room. He just stands there. I it's, thought he was just there to enforce the uh, the Sith. The law. new one I'm reading, Lords of the Sith. They kind of explain a little bit better. That's because Vader doesn't really enjoy the politics of of the Empire, and that's where the Emperor lies. He's he's more the politician. He he was a politician before he was. Uh, yeah. He was a dark side yeah, user. I understand. Um, and Vader has you know Vader was a Jedi. And then he was a and he was a hyper violent Jedi at that. Thank you prequels. And uh, so how's he above? Um... Because he's uh, he's the Emperor's second in command. Basically, the way he's in charge. Grand Moff Tarkin is in charge of the. Well, before the books, he's, he's in char- he's in he's in charge of the. Of uh, the construction of the Death Star, and he oversees like all that, all the moving parts of the Empire. Vader basically oversees the military aspect of it. Like he's the one that can, like, if there's a situation that needs taken care of, like he, people need to be assassinated or something like that, he'll usually do the assassinating. Yeah, because he was yeah the enforcer. Yeah, he's the enforcer basically. Yeah. But he's he's still the second in command because he and the Emperor are like this. They're master and apprentice. Yeah. But Tarkin is more along the lines of like he is third in secession basically. So I guess you could say it's like Emperor is the president, Vader's the vice president. Uh, or Vader could be the general. Tarkin's the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That's why I always wanted to know. Yeah. He puts Vader in his place. The only two. People like to actually go against Vader was Gramoff and Boba Fett. Yeah, and Boba. Uh, I think they're gonna explain. There's a rumor going around, and I really like this rumor that uh, Boba Fett's gonna be in Rogue One, and Vader's gonna employ him, and then he has to be. And uh, Boba Fett's gonna be va- is gonna vaporize a few people, which is gonna play into that line. No disintegration. No disintegration. Yeah, because Boba Fett has to be in Rogue One because he's too old to be in the, these new ones. And Not he necessarily. He was like, he would be 60 and a clone. If you, how many uh, um, bounty hunters and... He was a kid uh, during the during the Clone Wars, and I think Revenge of the Sith only took place five years after yeah, he the Clone... Yeah, he didn't Revenge, Attack of the Clones. Life. Oh, but there's also a theory, too, that uh, Boba Fett is like the Dread, Dread Pirate Roberts, where it's just a mantle. It's not actually the, the person. That'd be lame. I think that would actually play even better. No, oh, it'd be like the Goldeneye series. It's like, it's Sean Connery this week. It's, what's his name, the other week. No, because that, that would actually help play into the fact that you never have to show his face. But he's not, uh, Boba Fett isn't a credo. It's Mandalorian's a credo. It wouldn't, and he didn't, uh, Sarlacc Pit, dude. Sarlacc Pit? 
I would like that, though. I would really like the a Dread Pirate Roberts approach with Boba Fett. Because it's the name that strikes fear in people. It's not necessarily the person. Yeah, think it about. is. Boba Fett. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Boba Fett is the name. If you hear Boba Fett's coming after you, you start running. That doesn't necessarily mean that every, that it's the person Boba Fett. It's just the name Boba Fett that scares people. Yeah. Even, I mean... Even Han in Return of the Jedi is like, Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where? Yeah, because and, knocks, and then he knocks him into the back and his jet propels him into the Starlight Pit. Yeah. Let's take that as it was. Yeah. But anyway, these are very good novels. Very well written. Technical. So if you don't like, you know, reading big words and stuff like that, slackers. <laughs> yeah. You're probably yeah. going to find it less interesting and I would suggest doing like audiobooks or something like that. But... I got through this in three weeks. It's not. It's three hundred pages. It's not that long, and that's not bad. Yeah, and it just it gives you really good insight into how the empire worked, like in the in the early years. I like those. And the new book I'm reading, uh, Dark uh, Lords of the Sith, it really gives you great insight into Vader, like his mindset. Like he says it. Like when he's in his met in his little chamber, you know that thing in Empire that opens yeah. up and you see him like you see his true visage for the first time kind yeah. of like hinted at it when he's in there he literally, he takes off his helmet which actually has uh, needles in it that um, deliver a constant flow of like um, numbing sensation that yeah, he's on takes, life a, support. takes away his a majority of his pain he doesn't he doesn't take away all of it that mask to be very he painful leaves, if I take it off. No, he leaves. Um, he leaves himself uh, with a little bit of pain because it fuels his anger. But he's they say they say it in the beginning of the novel of Dark, uh, Lords of the Sith that when he takes the helmet off, he feels the full his full pain, and he, he doesn't try to numb it when he's in there because that's when he focuses the most on the dark side of the Force. Cool, and it's just it's crazy. Vader's Vader is powerful man i didn't realize how powerful he was until they started like ex- showing in these canon novels remember but... force awakens the game the first uh few minutes yeah just blowing away like chewbacca's house and stuff uh you know how many wookies i killed in that game that's a lot so i killed wookies i killed i can't you can't kill stormtroopers yet yeah. wait at the beginning of it at force unleashed is there in the way no you actually couldn't kill them they uh it because it didn't play into the the game until uh, later on another strike against the original because you would just like you would force push him and then they would get back up god okay you know how many people he force pushes in this in that novel my god he force pushes everybody it's just like Push left and right it's like out of my way Vader's coming pretty much anyway I, already. I give both novels uh, nine uh, force chokes out of ten there we go <laughs> Because, oh my god, it's so good. Oh, and the confusing thing about Tarkin is it does reference Plagueis a lot, uh, but not entirely. Like, there's a certain, like, there's a droid that the Emperor has that he took from Plagueis that's in there. So it's kind of confusing because they use elements of Plagueis in the book. So it kind of makes you think that it is canon, but they've explicitly said, stated multiple times that Plagueis is not, is not canon. The character is, but not the novel, so... Take that as what you will. If you read Tarkin and then you read Plagueis, you're going to see there's a lot of allusions to Plagueis, and it's going to confuse the hell out of you. But I bet. Just know it's Which actually not good. Which one do you getting. recommend reading first? I recommend reading Plagueis first. Plagueis first? Okay. Uh, 
because it really gives you good insight into the Emperor and uh, and Darth Plagueis. And that doesn't count anymore. That doesn't count anymore, <laughs> but it's still a good read. And then it helps you. And there's a lot of references, like I said, to Plagueis and Tarkin from the Emperor's point of view. That's yeah. one good thing about Star Wars. There's a lot of stuff if you want to like really look into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm reading Lords of the Sith right now, and there's a lot of tie-in to Tarkin. Nice. I miss him. Grad Moff Tarkin. I know. It's cool. Oh, and then, I don't know if you guys ever were confused about this, but when Leia calls him Governor Tarkin. Governor. Governor Tarkin. Yeah. Well, she has that weird British accent yeah, for, like, five they, seconds. They, they, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, was, I was always confused by that because they called him Grand Moff Tarkin. Well, they explain it. They actually do explain it in the book. It's... Uh, he was the governor of his home planet before he uh, before he joined the empire, or before the empire became. It's like I don't anything. acknowledge your like superiority. And no, he actually prefers the the to be called uh, governor in casual conversation. But when he's being referred to in in, in a proper sense, he's grandma. A fan did this right. I'm pretty sure that what's her name. Um... Princess Leia bluffed her lines on that one. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's yeah. it. Totally was. Uh, I don't know if it was bluffed or if it was just it just got in there, but they totally like kind of like retconned it a little bit. Yeah, like, you got to fix that. I like it though. It, it made sense. Good. I like when stuff does that. Very good. It was a good retcon. It didn't change any. It didn't change the major majority of the story though. It's like one little thing. Okay, Will. What's your comic book? Um, this episode I'm, um, reviewing Extraordinary X-Men, Extraordinary X-Men, number eight. It's beginning into the X-Men Apocalypse Wars. Pretty good, um, read. I still love this X-Men series. It is a very good comic. Every issue has been pretty good. I thought they killed the X-Men. Uh, no, um, I was worried about that, but I heard rumors they're going to put them in a pocket dimension, so they just, like, push them out of the way because we can't make movies and we don't make money for it. And bring in the Inhumans, which are basically the same thing. Ooh, speaking of Inhumans, you know they canceled the movie? Really? Because they've uh, because Inhumans have been used excessively on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so they kind of feel like the Inhuman storyline wouldn't make sense for a movie anymore. Hmm. So they have different universes. No one's watching S.H.I.E.L.D. Like Agent Carter, that, that show's canceled. No one's watching these shows that much anymore. Just canceled mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's kind of... But I think they realized that there was no... Like, there's no drive for an Inhumans movie. Exactly, I think. it's so, like we know mutants, and they and yeah. they really only did it. They only introduced Agent uh, Inhumans on Agents of Shield to test the waters, and so far the feedback has been like, this is basically your ripoff of mutants. We don't we don't really exactly. want it. And yeah. mutants have that's why I love X Men. They actually they're hated and they have more of a like a reason to fight. It's all allusion to civil rights. Uh, Movements. I thought it was more of a like I'm gay and I'm here like civil rights. To it. it's, it's still civil rights. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so. It's 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 all illusions. I mean, when the X Men first came out, Xavier and um, Professor X were Xavier and Magneto were illusions to Malcolm X Max, and, yeah. and uh, Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King with yeah. uh, X being MLK because he's peaceful and Magneto being Malcolm X because he's more of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Renegade. Yeah. Real fast, before I, uh, after I do this one, remind me about Stanley. I I tell you about a theory about how he drinks the blood of lambs. No. So um, this comic's pretty good. Number eight. Um, you know, it's got the regular Storms, Mohawk, Iceman, Magic, Colossus, Logan, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, and this new um, 
uh, robot. It's a sentinel that Forge built called, um, Cal how do you pronounce that? Let me see. Zebra? Is it Zebra? C uh, Cerebra. Okay. Not or English. Cerebra or Cerebra. Yeah. Cerebra. So it's, 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 I'm up number Cerebra. eight. Cerebra? Cerebro? Not Cerebro. So, um. Which is actually Spanish for brain. Ha. Uh, so Storm is under control of the skull now, which is in a pocket dimension in um, Limbo. Because that's the only place that they could feel safe because the Tyrion mist is spreading around the world. And if the, uh, a mutant inhales the Tyrion mist, they can get sick and or die and become sterile if you survive it. So they're collecting all the mutants that they can find thanks to the robot. Uh, is that Logan? Huh? Is that Logan? It's old man Logan. Logan is back in this new universe where he's old man Logan. There's no young uh, Logan anymore. Where he's in love with Storm. And this, it opens up right here with Storm's thinking, and she's figuring out how to, she's uh, going to keep the school together because they are in limbo and they are still hated even more now because the humans think that the, the mutants are spreading this disease. So she, they're trying to collect every mutant they can before the Tyrion Mist gets them and before crowds get them. So Logan's uh, worried about her. They have a little heart to heart talk. And they actually held hands and give each other a nice stare look. That's when Forge bumps in and breaks the mood. <laughs> and he tells that we found a whole bunch of mutants, like a ridiculous amount, in this one area in Japan. So they teleport, thanks to magic, Colossus' his younger sister, Liliana, to Japan. Everyone knows about mutants. They're bringing the young mutants in. They got these little, like, kind of like they're in, uh, I think a few of them were in... That Hunger Games ripoff of X Men. Anyway, Hunger Games ripoff of X Men. I don't remember. Yeah, which one basically about. they go to Japan in this issue, and they figure out that all these mutants are being um, in this building. They open it up, and there's no mutants there. There's this giant like mutant thing. He's got four arms and a giant tongue. They're wondering where all the mutants are, and he says, "Oh God, they found me! Like, what are you doing here?" Because, like, he came, apparently he came from the future to go back in time to get mutants while there still were mutants for his um, master. So, they fight in the usual X-Men stuff. The, the younger mutants and Colossus go to the machine to try to figure out where this mutant signal is coming from. It goes off and explodes and they disappear. They think they get, uh, like, disintegrated. So that's when Wolverine, um... And magic hold this new weird monster down and integrate him integrate him by cutting off his tongue and figuring out he came from the future. So they knock him out and they the robot hacks into this technology and go into the future to try to save uh, the rest of the mutants. And they're in New York in a like random time. And Logan's looking around, and he gets blasted by the younger mutants who are sent a couple minutes ahead, but the couple minutes in that time stream sent him a couple years ahead, so now they're fully adult. So they're happy because, like, oh, like, we finally came for us, we've been here for years, we started to give up on you. And it's some cool-looking mutants. One has, like, a giant armadillo thing, 
Um, the other one's, I think his name is Skin, where he, his skin's see-through, but he's super strong. I don't recognize these other ones. They're kind of new designs, in a way. And they're asking where Colossus is. Magic's wondering where her brother is. Turns out that this, in this future, is run by Apocalypse. Oh, he's nice. the one who sent the, his mutant back in time to collect more mutants. And I guess Colossus, including, um, I think it's Moon Knight, De a Deadpool, and this giant monster thing. That looks like a walrus. It looks like a walrus with teeth. Is basically the four horsemen. So it, <laughs> Deadpool is a four horsemen. Oh yeah, my God, Deadpool's, an F, Deadpool's an Avenger right now. He's like he's everything right now. Oh, does the new Deadpool reference his own movie? Um, I hope he does. That would be awesome. In the comic, no, not yet. Do you think he's gonna reference his own movie? He has to. It's funny. He must. So that issue ends. And is that Doctor Strange? Yeah, and it, it's it, I like about these X Men ones. They jump. There, it's basically two little um, stories simultaneously going on. Battle World ended, right? That's what it was called, Battle World. That's what those new younger mutants were coming in. It was it was mutants and uh, it was X Men. It was like X Men meets Game of Thrones, not Hunger Games. Oh wait, Battle World. You're thinking of um, Secret Wars. Yeah, that ended, and it was a waste of time. Basically, it's me taking a comics out of your hands for about a year, and saying you can read this, but you can't read this anymore, and <laughs> nothing mattered. Basically, it was a reason to reboot the universe. And it showed everyone that liked uh, basically every old story, like Old Man Logan's story, um, everyone that uh, like Storm with a Mohawk, everything that people generally liked from like side stories, alternate versions, they put that into the main universe. That's why Old Man Logan's not young anymore, and the new Wolverine is uh, X23. She's got the uh, Logan suit. But um, the second story in this one's pretty cool. It's magic and this other new mutant that who can um, use magic, but she doesn't know how to control it. So they go see Doctor Strange in his, uh, his secretatorium, and they go into her head. And there's this. Uh, they're worried because she has this power, this like huge power that she doesn't know how to control. So her and Magic and Doctor Strange go inside of her head, and they see this Azrath-looking Cthulhu monster in there. And Magic steps in trying to save her, and Doctor Strange gets knocked back. And after um, the girl like says go away and disintegrates it, using her power, um, Magic says like we glad we got you out of there. He looks like he's going after you, and Strange and fills Magic in like no, he was coming after you. And it's like big to be continued. So it's it's a good comic. I love how these X Men are coming. Um, the other series I've been reading like Hulk and Deadpool. What else? Uh, Avengers are okay. Uh, the X-Men, the Extraordinary X-Men, definitely a comic to read right now. Okay. But um, the thing I want to talk to you about, um, Stan Lee. Do you guys ever hear this theory that Stan Lee is the Marvel Universe movie The Watcher? No. What's that? Because the, you never heard of The Watcher? Uh-uh. The Watcher is the guy who lives on the moon, and he's been throughout the comic um, since the beginning of the 40s. He only shows up during giant um, situations that happen. So, like, the time that the Red Hulk actually beat the Green Hulk, the Watcher was there. And other stuff where Thor actually broke his hammer and stuff, and um, Captain America was killed, the Watcher was there. So, a lot of people are making this joke that Stan Lee is 
the Marvel Cinematic Watcher because during every movie thing he makes a cameo. <laughs> so that'd be cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And that's how he can exist in multiple universes. Yeah, because it's 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 ridiculous. I like how nobody trips that Stanley's in every movie, even the the non Marvel owned movies like X Men and and because uh, he created those characters. It's all Marvel. It's not Marvel like Marvel property like properties, but it's mm-hmm. Marvel and it's hilarious. True. I would be upset if I didn't see him in like a Marvel movie. Okay. He was like the DJ during the strip club. I know that was awesome. That was the best cameo ever. Yeah. Okay. So. Now is the trivia. What was the trivia question? Uh, the won? trivia question was won by Michael Dagonia. Let me see it. Dagonia. I can't read this off my head. I'm going to see if you guys know this. Um, I read it, so don't... Yes. Well, I didn't give the answer on that one. No, I read the answer. Oh, it's a cheater. Okay, uh, see if you know this movie quote. You cowered before me. I was frightened. I have re... re um, I have re... Reordered time... I have turned the world upside down, and I have done it all for you. I am exhausted to living up your expectations. What movie? Um, uh, the Avengers? No. I don't know. The... I don't know. Hey. I don't know. It was uh, David Bowie's Labyrinth. Oh, okay. That's what he says to what's her name. I, was like, I don't what? remember if it was that guy talking when he first came in. What's his face? Bowie? No, uh... Avengers? Yeah. Who? Oh! Twisting about. Like, I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. Oh. I didn't get that one. No, but Mikey got it pretty good. And I wanted to do... It was pretty simple, but uh, David Bowie just died. Yeah. So I wanted to do a little David Bowie tribute. So thank you, Mikey Mikey Dagonia, for getting that correct. Good job. Well, that does it for episode 19. I applaud you. Yes. And we did not bleed, Batman. Yeah. But you will. <laughs> Batman didn't even bleed in that one. Oh, yes, he died. Oh, yeah. Batman died. Um, Superman, Superman died at the end. Spoilers. What? Yeah. But he comes back in like five seconds because the grave, the dirt around oh. his grave. Because he's Jesus. Remember the first one where he came flying backwards with his hands crossed? Like, dun, I saved dun, my only son. Dun, I'm going to watch that last Game of Thrones. Oh, dun, don't tell me anything. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Oh uh, no! I, I'm gonna. This is gonna go off on a tangent. We'll wait. We'll save it for the next yeah. episode yeah. or after the episode. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, please subscribe to our iTunes and download our shows. Uh, join our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. And Twitter, Twitter. Facebook. Facebook. Everywhere. Tell your friends. I hope you guys liked the show. It was pretty awesome. We're gonna have more coming soon, and also spinoff stuff like more nerd logic. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to us, please. Give us comments. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you think. For the time being, the podcast will be audio only, but uh, all our other stuff will be on the YouTube page. So definitely keep your eyes out if you're subscribed to the YouTube page. Yeah, uh, we have lots of spinoffs well, like um, Freak Out and Nerd Logic, and a couple more reviews. Maybe yeah. uh, working title Geek Wars, I believe. Is yeah. Wars. Yeah, Geek Wars. It's gonna be like a debate. Why we're gonna basically what we did in the Superman. Batman review, but like if I put, on a smaller scale. If I put Thor's hammer in an elevator and it lifts it, is it worthy? Isn't that wouldn't that be more nerd logic though? Hmm? I don't know. Nah, we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. Thank you for right. listening, though. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm William Jerk. I'm Mike. I'm Danica. Take care. <laughs>